The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. Hey there, Next Big Idea Daily listeners. I'm Michael Kovnett, and I'm curious, how was your summer? I hope it was fun, but I'm guessing it was also pretty hot. Summer 2023 saw some record-breaking heat. In fact, NASA decided this past July was hotter than any other month in the global temperature record. Ouch. Climate change is bound to impact our lives in myriad ways. Droughts, rising sea levels, storm intensity, and more. But the first-order impact, and perhaps the deadliest, is the heat itself. That's the focus of the new book, The Heat Will Kill You First, Life and Death on a Scorched Planet by Jeff Goodell. Jeff is the author of six previous books and has covered climate change for more than two decades at Rolling Stone magazine. Here he is to share some key insights from his book. Extreme heat is more dangerous than you think. Most people think of heat as a reason to go to the beach or to hang out at the lake. We associate it with summer, with hiking and baseball and picnics. At least that's how I thought about it until a few years ago, when I happened to be in Phoenix on a day when the temperature hit 115 degrees Fahrenheit. I was staying in a hotel downtown and decided to walk to a meeting about 10 blocks away. As soon as I went outside, I ran into a wall of heat. By the time I had gone five blocks, my heart was pounding. By the time I had gone 10 blocks, I was dizzy and not sure I was going to make it. At that time, I had been writing about climate change for more than a decade. And I was obviously aware that our world was warming up. Nevertheless, I had no idea how dangerous heat could be. Heat is the primary driver of the climate crisis. In this book, I explore both the personal and the planetary impacts of heat. I describe extreme heat as an active force that can kill you, but also as the primary driver behind all of the other impacts of climate change from bigger, hotter wildfires to the melting ice sheets in Greenland and Antarctica that are causing sea level rise. In this sense, heat is the engine of change on Earth, the invisible force that is shaping and reshaping the world we live in. Rising heat impacts all living things. All life on Earth evolved in what scientists call the Goldilocks zone. That is, a world that is not too hot, not too cold, just right. But now, as the climate heats up, many living things, from redwood trees to salmon to butterflies to you and me, are losing their Goldilocks zones. So frogs in Costa Rica are moving to higher elevations where it is cooler. Fish are migrating towards the Arctic. But not everything can move fast enough. Maple trees in the Northeast can't just march into Canada. Coral reefs can't just slide into cooler water. If it gets too hot, Any form of life that can't migrate is in big trouble. This movement of plants and animals can have big implications for us all. Mosquitoes, for example, are exquisitely sensitive to temperature and are moving to new areas as the climate warms up and bringing with them the microbes and pathogens that cause diseases like dengue fever, Zika, and malaria. Air conditioning won't save us. I'm often asked, If the climate is heating up, why not just make sure more people have access to air conditioning? 
And it's true, democratizing air conditioning is important. We need to find ways to make it cheaper and more accessible for everyone. But there are billions of people who don't have air conditioning and never will. Outdoor workers, people building houses, paving streets, delivering packages, working on farms, don't have air conditioning and never will. We're not going to air condition the wheat fields and the corn fields where we grow the food we eat. We're not going to air condition forests, and we're not going to air condition the ocean. Also, our dependence on air conditioning makes us in some ways more vulnerable rather than less. In this book, I write about an infrastructure expert I met in Phoenix who predicted that a heat Katrina, invoking a comparison to Hurricane Katrina, which swamped New Orleans in 2005, would hit a major city if and when the power goes out in the middle of an extreme heat wave. If that happened, thousands of people would die, he predicted. This is our chance to build a better world. I have been writing about climate change for more than 20 years. I think I understand pretty well the scope and scale of this crisis we face. Inevitably, I get asked why I'm not an alcoholic living in a basement somewhere, despairing about the world we are leaving to our kids. Well, I'll tell you why. Because I think we are living in an extraordinary moment, a time when everything is changing, not just the climate, but how we generate energy, where we live, what we eat, how we build cities, and maybe most importantly, how we think about our relationship with nature. Yes, the climate crisis is a planetary emergency. And yes, there will be tremendous losses and suffering if we don't reduce our consumption of fossil fuels fast. But in this crisis, there is also tremendous opportunity to build a cleaner, healthier, and more equitable world. Thanks, Jeff. Sobering stuff and something of a call to arms. If Jeff has inspired you to join the effort to stabilize our climate, we've got some guidance for you in our Next Big Idea app. Just download it from the App Store if you haven't already and do a search for the word climate. You'll find lots of information about just what's going on and ideas for what you can do about it. It may be hard to stay positive in a situation like this, but in any case, relentless positivity has its limits as an approach to life. Tomorrow, we'll hear from a therapist who encourages us to embrace the tough stuff, even to learn to enjoy our problems. The book is A Pity Party is Still a Party, A Feel-Good Guide to Feeling Bad, and the author, Chelsea Harvey Garner, will share some of her big ideas. I'm Michael Kovnat. See you tomorrow.